Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, I'm Penn Holderness. And I'm Kim Holderness. Um, we're farther apart than usual because of just some remodeling in our attic. You and I are a good 10 to 15 feet apart from each other. We've become really good at social distancing, uh, even within our marriage. Isn't that fitting? Because this is our podcast, and today we're going to talk about the one-year wall of covid and things you've had to change and things that you can do better. Oh, great. But <laughs> but first, can I do shameless shameless Absolutely. plug and I'm not I'm not really good at this, but I'm going to super try. Our book comes out this very month. Holy cow. Holy cow. Holy it, cow. It call, it's called Everybody Fight, So Why Not Be Better At It? And it's available for pre-order now at everybodyfightsbook.com or you can go to our website, which is theholdernessfamily.com and we'll direct you there. I had no idea. This is our first book. I had no idea how important the pre-sale was. Yes. Basically, if you didn't know this, I didn't know this, that all of those bestseller lists and all of and how basically it gains traction has everything to do with how many people pre-order your book. So I'm here just like really kindly asking slash begging if you had an interest in buying this book. Now would be a real cool time to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, everything Kim said is true. It's it, it's kind of a gaming the system thing that we didn't really understand until we wrote books. Not gaming, but yeah, this is just the right. system as it there, is. But there is a way. If you buy it beforehand, it makes a huge difference in its visibility, visibility on the New York Times list. And the New York Times list is like everything. Or Amazon list. Or Amazon and, list. Yeah, or all, all of those, those things. All of the lists and how it gets wrecked. It's an algorithm yeah. that we didn't understand. We, it's available on hard copy. It's available soft copy. Copy, whatever it's called. I don't. I don't read a lot of books. 
Black. Hardcore, so- yeah, whatever. Um, he he reads them on Kindle, so you could do that. You right. And Audible. Yes, that's what I was going to say. And we had a ton of fun recording it. And you get a little something extra with the Audible. And they've actually, the publisher sent us the Audible version that we've gone through. And I don't want to brag, but we're awesome in it. Oh, my gosh. I no, can't I shouldn't say that. send it to me to listen to. You can't hear yourself and I can't, talk. I hate listening to myself talk so i'm having a real hard time making my way you're in the wrong line of work hon. i know it's not my favorite anyway um we'd love that's okay enough of the shameless plug right so but let's say this we circled march six months ago because we knew that was when it was going to come out and have been waiting for this day with a lot of anticipation some anxiety Mm -hmm. um and we also noticed when we woke up this morning and march was on our calendar oh my gosh it's been one year um, everybody's lives have changed. Even if you've not lost someone to COVID or been sick yourself, first of all, we pray for you and uh, wrap love around you. Um, even if you're not in that situation, your life has changed. Yeah. And our life, just like yours, and, and you know, we like to have fun here. We like to have fun here. Um, but it looks so completely different. Yes. Um, and, and, and in that, um, I, I mean, our, for our dear friend, Julie. Has she's been away for a month because she went to go live with uh, a friend in LA for a month, but she's coming back. So she lived with us for six months. She had been laid off. She lost her job. And so she's coming back to live with us until she kind of gets her feet. So every single day we are reminded about, oh, wow, millions of people lost lost their job. Millions of women lost their jobs. And, um, And just the daily struggle of getting getting back but getting some, back yeah, to that there's something about the one year anniversary that i know a lot of people are talking about right. i think everyone at some point this month maybe this week is gonna start thinking about where was i exactly one year ago today ours is an interesting story we were in a hot spot for covid because it wasn't a thing yet right around now so this week we were on our way back from europe yeah we flew back through london yeah because we flew back early because we felt like, oh, we're watching the news in the UK. This is blowing up. Yeah. We landed in LA. Before we did that, though, we ran into Dr. Permar. Oh, no, no. But in, in LA, the, I was getting to that. Was that LA or was that London? LA. Okay, sorry. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, um, we landed in LA really expecting them to test us. To, and we landed in LA. We're like, what's going on? Nobody's here to test. First of all, they couldn't test us. I mean, they didn't have the equipment to do it back then. But like, why are they just letting us walk in? We just came from London, freaked out. And then we turn on the news here and it was nobody was really talking. I know. And nobody. And we're like, guys, no guys. And then we board from L.A. to come to Raleigh and Dr. Permar, who's an infection, like a pediatric infectious disease. She's a doctor who was at. A conference that was deciding about schools. Let's put it that I way. I don't know if like, she. They were decide they were gonna make recommendations yeah. anyway. But she looked at us and goes, and it was March first, I think. Yeah, it was March first. And she goes, um, within the week, or within two weeks, they're going to be closing schools. Schools will be closed for the rest of the year. Yeah. This is, and they weren't calling it a pandemic back then. It was like an epidemic. She's like, this is a pandemic. She's like, our life is going to shut down, and we laughed we i think no we, we didn't laugh we're yeah. like, no but no it, it, but it was in the back of our minds we're like this girl's crazy yeah. oh another fun fact we got home and we're both instantly ill yeah we had the flu it, it was the flu right yeah. but we were convinced and everyone around us because we had just gotten back from london we thought everybody thought we had covid that we had the rona but and but we tested for we kind of we kind of this is weird we kind of thought maybe we were, we were kind of hoping we did 
they said we get the antibody test and right. we didn't have it, it and, was, we were, and we and we tested positive for flu so we were hoping we had it because back then again a year ago we were all so we know we knew so much less oh my gosh. like there was no studies about long-term effects like no one knew anything people right. weren't really starting to die of it yet at the time that we got sick those stats weren't up it seemed like and we were told by we were told by someone that it's just a it's just like the flu Right, right, right. Do you remember yeah. that? Well, and that was very early on. Anyway, um, I think you we all have those stories, right? And I think that in the very beginning when things shut down, I, I we were all working on adrenaline. And so within our book, another shameless plug, we did all this research about what happens to your brain when you're in conflict with your part as it pertains to your partner. But I think this happened within our family that for me at least, that that the the core of your brain that handles the conflict it engages and for me my instinct is to and I fight this instinct and I fight this instinct with my partner and when we're in conflict is to run away is to like pull the ripcord and run away the fight flight freeze I flee um you can't flee no (laughs) you can't flee there's nowhere to go and and especially in this and I think my level of exhaustion from this year is the fact that that part of my brain has never relaxed. Right. It has been, and it's been flexing for a year, that source of tension uh, for a year, um, which has made partnering harder. It's made parenting harder. It's made working harder. Um, And I think it's going to take a lot for me to be able to um, let that, just that muscle relax to the point that I went on a walk with a girlfriend this weekend it was a beautiful random beautiful day um we do this thing where we even like walk on separate sets of like the sidewalk we're still distancing even though we're outside because I'm that she knows like I'm just been that observant and she invited us she's like hey there's this outdoor wine bar situation um would you and Penn like to join us tonight it's outside it's I think it, it by all means has been deemed like safe, right? To be outside well, especially, with people. Yeah, there are the studies that are coming in and we, we are fans of science here on this podcast. Um, and we didn't know this even a month ago or maybe two months ago, but studies are coming in that outside transfer is very difficult. It, it, it's harder. So, yeah. so like, so science is saying that I could go to this place and be distancy and distance-ish and be really safe. And I feel confident in that. But as soon as she mentioned it, my like armpit started sweating, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Um, well, and at that at that minute, you texted me that you had already ordered takeout. I was like, Oh, sorry, Penn already ordered our like takeout pizza. Um, I'm just gonna go in. So it has me wondering. Here's my question: Do you think <laughs> how messed up is my brain after this year? That do you think I, you're gonna be able to do it? Even we're gonna get vaccinated. Even when they Dr. Fauci's gonna yeah. be out there licking doorknobs and telling me it's super safe to be out there, and everybody's gonna be out. There's gonna be a concert that's safe to go to, like all of these things. Because I want to do those things. Do you think that there's like I'm long term? I'm not gonna say agoraphobic because I know that's like it's something that somebody has to diagnose. But do you think that? I'm going to be able to be around a group of people and not have severe anxiety. I don't know. I know you. <clears throat> I know you better than I'm. I, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm not there yet, but I may pass your mother at some point for knowing you better than anybody else on the planet. I'm mm-hmm. getting there. Mm-hmm. I might know you better than your mom knows you Maybe. at this point. Yeah. No, no offense, Peggy. <laughs> you are a dip your toe in the pool type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go to the 
ocean or when we go to a swimming pool, it could be a hundred degree swimming pool and you don't, you just don't jump in. Mm-hmm. You're not a jump in. But once I mean, you, 100 degrees would be very warm, let's just say But that. still, but, even yeah. then, you kind of sh- slowly work your way in there. Once you're in there, you're great. You don't get out. Mm-hmm. You're like that with experiences sometimes. You're definitely like that with friendships mm-hmm. and with social engagements. You take your time. You're guarded. And then once you're in, you're a friend for life. I think that's because that's your build-in. That's your, that's your built-in personality. You right. want to be careful and safe. You don't want to get hurt. Um, and then once it's safe, you want to make the most of it. So I'm hoping that this is kind of similar. You just need to dip your toe in. Um, it's not time to do that yet. But when it is, I, I, I'm hoping some of that anxiety will subside. I'm not a doctor. By the way, we just did it. Um, we've been doing these podcasts and interviews to promote our book. And we just did one with and we'll share it with you. He's a therapist. That special, he has a podcast that specializes in Enneagram. And so he made us take the Enneagram, which I've taken like 12 times before. And I get a different one every time. Turns out an, I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a perfectionist. Oh boy. And apparently there's like this need for details and lists and stuff like that's so me. But I feel like I need a plan of how I'm going to do this. And I think baby stepping it is like going to a friend's backyard. And then maybe we do the outside and then like, give me a few weeks. And then maybe we do an outdoor, like if I want to know, like I want to have a reservation somewhere because that was like, that was part of it too. She was like, let's just go and see if we can wait for a table. I'm like, Ooh, waiting sounds crowded. Right. Waiting sounds really crowded. It's a nice night. Everybody's going to be out. I too crowded for me. So if I have like a reservation somewhere, sure. I mean that's that's a possibility. I, I want to mention this because when we when we said we were going to talk about this, I actually looked. I looked this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up the one year wall. I looked up the pandemic. Um, we're the, doing a song with that posting on Wednesday about the one year wall. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So Julia Reese is a writer for the Huffington Post, or or she's a writer for someone who the Huffington Post aggregated. I don't know how it works over there at the Huffington Post. But Julie did a great job. Yes, um, we've been at this for a year now. I'm quoting Julie. And our fight or flight system, the emotional reaction to stress that has been otherwise energizing us through the pandemic is totally overloaded. Mm. When that happens, the constant flow of adrenaline starts to drain and apathy settles in. It seems that we've on, all gone over that tipping point. That's, that's, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Does that feeling emotionally zapped, especially in this stage of the coronavirus crisis, is very normal, say mental health experts. If you find yourself stuck... In a pandemic-fueled rut, first take a moment to pause and acknowledge your own feelings. Check. Check. You're doing that right now. Uh, go easy on yourself as you sit with these dismal emotions, as the pandemic's been brutal and it's time we all cut ourselves a break. I would say that I am I'm trying to look on the bright side, which I, I roll my eyes even saying that out loud. But there have I published a blog post last week about the things that I'm going to keep from this pandemic. First of all, I'm going to wear a mask in an airplane. Like we came back from that big long trip and we got sick on, I'm sure we got sick, you know, in an airport, whatever. So love to travel, but I'm going to wear a mask in an airplane. Um, I think that I've become really good, maybe too good at like setting these boundaries of protecting ourselves. But I think something I've become better at, which is hard for me as somebody who has like a really loud inner critic is giving myself some grace yeah even this morning i had planned i love to do a big hardcore monday morning workout like it just gives me that adrenaline for the week i did you know my little like bar yoga stuff and i was about to go into heavy weights and i'm like i don't really wanna you know i'm like i don't wanna so guess what i'm not going to and that's all i can do for today and guess like it that's fine if this is what i can do for the day 
that's fine. Yeah. And I become and I probably would have beat myself up last year had I not done the thing that I'd set out to do. So I've become better about giving myself some slack. Well, that's good. You're talking about specific events and mm. things that you can see in front of you. I was thinking about a more 30,000 foot way of cutting yourself some slack, which okay. is, I mean, you're sitting there talking about how you're still not comfortable going outside. Mm-hmm. And then the next question immediately is, is there something wrong with me? Am I going to be like this forever? Oh. So that's the slack I think you can cut and say, no, we're just in a pandemic. You're just a little, you're just a little uneasy right now. Um, but also I know what I think part of, I think I would be better about that because of course we're still in a pandemic we've not yet been vaccinated more people are getting vaccinated but i know you so well like i probably know you better than you know yourself sure um yes and i know how much you need to be around other people and how much you would have loved to go out to a wine bar and sit outside and yeah i i did want to go yeah but i also did not expect you to be ready to go yeah and but and I, but here's the other thing. I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated at that fact. Everyone's going to have to get back into this groove on their own time and in their own way. Mm-hmm. And yours is just going to be a little more slow and a little more methodical. I'm going to be the last one in the pool. You're, yeah, but you might stay in there the longest. And that's what normally. I mean, there's happens, a lot right? of pee in the pool, probably too. So that's that's something. Yeah, I mean, else look, if about. we're turning this into a metaphor. <laughs> There's duty in the pool right now. Right now, there is, there is a code brown. Yeah, there's a there's a code brown, which is what they call it at uh, the public pools here in Raleigh. Because we're it's you're from Florida, where everyone like has their own pool. I mean, we didn't, but my grandmother oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. So in Raleigh, we share pools, and then the code brown happens, and there's this thing called is it cryptosporidium? Is that what oh it is? Oh my gosh, the pool we belong to had this like outbreak. The, the, I, I, there hasn't been a summer where there hasn't been some sort of gross thing happening. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why is poop and the and the coronavirus. Anyway, yeah. poop. Right now, if we're going to use the metaphor, the pool is not like pristine and awesome. But yeah, I needed to reek of chlorine. It's getting cleaner. Yeah, we're chlor. <laughs> the vaccine is the chlorine, and the guys in the hazmat suit who t- ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Take the duty out. Here's a question. As more and more people are being vaccinated and every state is on a different timeline, like um, our friend Julie, her she's her parents are in Connecticut and apparently apparently in Connecticut mid-March, if you're over 45, you can get a vaccine. Um, so they're way ahead of where we are. So that's cool. So here's my thing. There are apparently at all these vaccine sites, people like they'll, there are inherently just people who can't make it to the appointment that they've made during the day. And they have these extra shots at the end of the night. There's like five, six shots. And then people who wait in line to get those extra shots. That's not cutting in line, right? If you have taken an extra shot, well, they're just going to throw them away. I, well, I, I think you still have to be in the same number group, though. I think. I don't think that if you're like, let's say you're in group 10 or whatever the last group is. And again, states have different groupings. But if you're in the last group, I, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to throw it out, if it's like I, a it, bagel, they're going to throw in the trash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, like put it in. Yeah. yeah. We I don't think be it more is. informed on that. I know. I feel like I, I don't feel it is. I feel like if you if there is a if the option is to put in an arm or put in a trash, I want it in an arm, even if it's not mine. I want it in an arm. Yeah. Wasting so, a vaccine seems like um, the, the worst possible thing. So just thing making right sure now. like if we if we do that, I don't want to. Um, so, but I just don't want to jump in a line. You're worried about being a line jumper. So I'm such a rule I, follower. So I, I'm going to be a philosopher here and say that if the option is either throwing it away or vaccinating a person, I don't care who it is. No, uh, that's where I am. I am like just stick it in, stick it in my face. But does the but does the state allow that? I guess that's the question. I think so. I don't know. We need to figure that out. And if you guys know, let me know, and then I will share that information. Why, why do they throw them out? Do they do they because go bad you, after a certain amount of time? Right. So that you have they're like there's a certain temperature they need to be kept, and it, I think they're like defrosting. You have you have to. You defrost chicken. You can't like refreeze it. Is That's that oh, I get it. I I think. I mean, Doctor Fauci is probably not going to like my chicken analogy, but. Um. No, I bet like I, that's the first time I've understood it because when you defrost a chicken, you're like, we have to cook this tonight. <laughs> and he's like, let's get pizza. I'm like, no, I defrosted no, chicken. I just defrosted the chicken. So you know what? That was actually one of the starts of our um one of our big fights. The oh, the battle. Yeah, the chicken. So in our book. You learn that I can't have chicken six nights in a row. <laughs> Stop it. And, it. and I don't make chicken six nights in a row. Well, it's not that you don't make it. It just it just is there. It's what we eat. Chicken is a good chicken's a good healthy thing. It's low fat compared to other meats. I um okay, listen. You allowed me to get in on all in my feelings about the fact that I don't want to step in the um in the pool. In the pool right now. How are you feeling? I'm good. I, I'm in a much better place since my parents got vaccinated and got their booster. Um, I, my, most of my anxiety is based around the fact that the people that I know who have what I have, which is, um, asthma and allergic rhinitis, when they get like, I know two of them that have the same condition as me, they both got COVID. They both were very sick. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have great lungs to begin with, and I don't, and I work hard to maintain them and I get exercise and I use inhalers all the time to like, keep it going. If you don't have those things statistically it's not 100% sure but like you could get in, into real trouble for it so but if you get the vaccine even if you get covid you're not going to end gonna up in the serious. hospital yeah. it's like a, it's, it ends up being more like what was manageable with the flu and everything right. so my my anxiety is 
mainly around that. The thing I'm having the worst time with, and and I'm a, it, I can feel it coming. And it was for someone like me with the need for new stimulation and to, to quote the book one more time, novelty releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. It's it's the reason why sex is so good when you're first dating someone and why relationships are so passionate to start because of the novelty. And we talk in the book, I'm sorry, we're plugging this so much. We talk in the book about how to keep that dopamine going and mm-hmm. how to keep that novelty going mm-hmm. um, and also to acknowledge it and say like that's that's something that you need in a relationship. But to keep the novelty going in my life I have trouble when I get to a one-year anniversary of something and it's the same old thing. Right. And there was no place where it was more evident than when I used to work in news. Because there would be the same budget meeting. There would be the same uh, mm-hmm. Wake County board meeting. There would be, In sports, there would be the same media day for football. And it makes you take, at least for me, it makes me take inventory of my life and say, am I moving in the direction I want to? Mm-hmm. Am I progressing? So there's something about a one-year cycle that just bums me out unless I'm in a way better place than I used to be. Right. So to say all that, the, the day they really t- shut everything down was March 11th, and they canceled March Madness two days later, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. If they're not able to have this tournament this year, and they're still, they still haven't decided if they're going to do it, like things like that, events that I could experience. Because March Madness was a chance for me to like hang out with my buddies and like mm-hmm. watch, the, watch the games. You know, there's a ski trip with my friends coming up. There's like a reunion. There's all these chances that I have that I want to be able to see my friends again. And if that happens to me more than once, that's going to bum me out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a different kind of bum out thing. But it's it's more of a literal vicious cycle of the world and what's going on and me wanting to break it by everyone getting a shot, which I can't do. Right. It's so hard because I also think that we're on this treadmill right of and it was we did measure everything by growth and we could measure in our business and our family and accomplishments you could you can measure these things and this year has forced us to stop the treadmill and look around and be like are we happy with what it looks like just now and I'm guilty of this that if I don't have something to look forward to I start to panic a little bit this year has forced me to say you know boredom is okay Doing the same thing every single day, there's a kind of beauty in that. And I'm trying, and literally my my New Year's resolution is trying to find those little things every day we can celebrate because so many people, so much has been lost for so many people that I'm trying to celebrate the monotony of it in a way that I didn't even notice before. And think about our grandparents. They didn't take these big trips and do all these things. They didn't have those, they just lived their lives in a very, you know, intentional way because they had to. There was not this big option. And I I don't know. I'm trying to be better about just, I mean, to the point where I had a very vivid dream last night that we moved to New Zealand. This is a weird. I know. And it was very specific. Yeah. And um, like uh, I met like the prime minister just like met us off the airplane and she took off her shoes and got on an escalator and I looked around and everybody was barefoot which is so weird and then I looked up like New Zealand barefoot apparently people don't they're, they're bare, being barefoot and is you've actually, never known that I'd before never how did you figure that out that's really spooky I don't know that somehow that, like, your, your subconscious around, I don't know that. but she did say listen and I think also because Lola had a, did a painting last night and it was really good um she goes, for your children, there's no arts program. There's no competitive program programming. But what there is here is an enjoy, like you can enjoy your life here. 
And I was like, huh, what would that be like? Cool, let's do it. And I that I, I think that like stepping off the hamster wheel happened this year of like, we're not, we can't really do this goal setting. We can't do all this stuff. And it was, I think it was a good lesson. I mean, do I want to do it again? No, but I, it is a good lesson just for me in my very Enneagram one perfectionist just to chill out. But that's interesting that you you were favoring your subconscious was favoring a just getting off the hamster wheel, even though it sounds to me like you're also equating that with, you know, uh, you're you're not going for the lofty goals that you normally go for in your life. I know. Is that right? Because that's not like you. I know. I'm like queen of the vision board. I have big, scary goals. You guys, Kim has been struggling with something really real this week when she found out she was a perfectionist on her <laughs> When Enneagram, I got that result for the podcast. She got so upset. I was like, I am not a perfectionist. <laughs> and Anne-Marie, our producer, because she, she started to come over. We're all in masks and everything. And she's sitting at the table, and you can only see her eyes. And her <laughs> eyes got really big. Um, and and then Penn went and like hid behind a curtain. They're like, you're cut. You of art I'm, I'm like, I put out mediocre yeah. videos all all the time like what is like I my work that's, I would consider very average okay that's not true that's that's your that's your thing that you say is they're mediocre we think very carefully about our videos and if you if it's not a good video you actually will be watching it because I'm the one who's editing them you look at it and you say eh, it's a solid single it's not great I know I'm, I'm learning baseball terms for this guys uh, so Anyway, we're working with Kim on this. Uh, the, I, apparently, one of the things that, that happens to perfectionists is they resist it when you call them perfectionists. So this is, she's lining up perfectly with this. She's also a wonderful woman, and I think she's more probably more of a perfectionist in work than she is in life. And when she took those tests, I think you took them answering the question more about how you work and less about how you really are. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference. You're actually good at like delineating that and better at it than I am. So... There. Um, so there. So there. Hey, guys, you've uh, listened to our podcast, and it is our very favorite thing. Um, what was today's podcast about? Not real sure. Um, it's the one-year wall. It's the one-year wall. But And thank you for sticking with us for this year. If you're new here, um, welcome to our crazy little family. Um, we love creating this video, these videos. We loved writing this book. We loved all of these things. And it's, it's, it's yeah. really given us something really positive to focus on. Do you want to hear the dream I had last night? Oh, yes. Before we, before we leave. Uh, okay. So I was walking through my parents' old neighborhood, which Aww. is in Durham, North Carolina. And there was this route that I used to take down Rugby Road to get back to the house because the bus would drop me off like a half mile, three quarters of a mile away because I didn't want to go all the way around. I just was like, I'll get out and walk a little bit. And there was this like apartment, this group of apartments, which didn't exist, but in, in, in the place it was. And I walked in, it was like all this antique furniture. And I, and I just walked through the entire, and I saw like eight mailboxes on the outsides of the, it was like a British royal like rich fancy house with a bunch of like silverware and stuff and i was walking through yeah and then (laughs) fancy if you use a fork and then there was like a big dining room and there was a pool table and i walked through and i got to the middle and there were like four elderly people looking at me like what are you doing in my house and i said oh no i i did this every day walking home from school i would go through the house and people would say hello to me 
And they were like, oh, okay, do you want to sit down? And then I sat down and I literally talked to them for like an hour. No one said anything. I just talked to them. Well, I know what this is about. And, and after about an hour, they just looked at me like, are you really supposed to be here? And then I was like, okay, sorry, I got to go. Bye. And then I left. So I like broke into someone's house on so the way know, back from So you know school. what this is about? No, I don't. That's why well, I'm okay. telling you about the dream. Pen holderness. So we went to visit Penn's parents for the first time in one whole year. Oh, God, that's going to have something to do with it, isn't it? Yes. And Penn's parents um, oh. both have Alzheimer's dementia. Yeah. I don't even know what the official diagnosis. I mean, the, there's an official diagnosis, but what it is. This year has been hard on them as well. Yeah. They, they're an amazing facility that's taken amazing care of them, but without like. Um, I don't know. It's been a hard year. You've, they've been limited in their interactions and they should have been because half of the people in our state who die are in nursing homes. Right. So they did. So. Uh, this facility kept them safe and we but they had to be very limited and quarantined and the whole thing because there were cases inside. They had an outbreak inside their nursing home. So it was scary. Anywho, um, his uh, parents, we caught them. There's good days and bad days. And we were able to visit them outside in this amazing weather um but it was a it was a day in which none, neither one of them were able to talk i don't think it's a bad day though i think that's where they are now that's probably i, I, where I think are. i think over the last so, year we haven't seen him like i've talked to him on the phone a couple of times and he's been using these crutch words that sort of make sense that he so, just yeah. yeah so your parents don't talk honey and that's what that dream is so it was me finding someone else who could talk to me and right well, you oh, said wow. that you just talked to people and I they didn't talk back. So, I did. They just sat there and looked at me. Which is what we did for a half hour. Oh, wow. And then... You, I don't know how I didn't make that <laughs> uh, connection. Good job. So, um, crap got real last week and crap I was it was very... It was very hard. It was a hard week. How are you feeling about that, dude? Now that you have a microphone in your face? Uh, well, I just had a creepy dream about it and uh, I, it sucks. It's... Like they, they do seem like they're relatively happy, but I also am starting to get the sense like my mom is she's mentally past it. So she's just like, whatever. Uh, my dad is at the point where he can see himself slipping um, and he can't say anything about it. and He can't do anything about it. And since we share half a brain, I can't imagine how that would make me feel. I think I'd be frustrated all the time. And I almost like want him to just get over that hump and into the blissfully unaware world that my mom is in. But then then he's gone. Right. He's just gone. Yeah. When that happens, when you're we talked about this in the book, when you're when your parents have dementia or Alzheimer's, you lose them. Yeah. You lose them. It's a very slow. It's a very slow way. It's quicksand. It's a quicksand way to die. And um, and it is. And, it, and there's mourning. No, they, they die they, while you're alive. Yeah. And then and then when they really die, there's more grief. But there's also like this relief that you feel guilty about. And then people tell you not to feel guilty about it. Um, That's how I'm feeling. That's how you're feeling. Do you ever get to the place where, because I go there as your wife, um, and I, and then I also look at our children the same way, thinking, is this going to happen to them? Yeah, maybe. Like we're we're definitely trying to take some steps dietary wise to keep it from happening, and hopefully medicine gets better. But you just don't know. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen to us. We've got half of our lives left. There's a lot of crap that can go wrong with this body in the next 45 years. Like the, the warranty has expired. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to suddenly wake up and be like, man, I feel younger today. It oh, no. This doesn't... is like this is the youngest you'll ever be. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So uh, who knows? I think we just do the best we can. We get them off to school. We make it so that they're um, good people and can live their own lives independent of us and we can be there for them as a backboard as long as we are, haven't gone crazy. And then by the time we do go crazy, maybe they'll, they'll be squared away. Yeah. 
Wow, that has been that really took a turn. upbeat. Uh, sorry about that. That's what the one-year wall does to you. Well. Um, thanks for listening. Well, thanks for listening. This is our podcast. Yep. We love it. We love you. And um, if, if you liked it, you can subscribe. You can leave a review if if that's something you'd like to do. I feel like I've asked you guys to do a lot, though, between buying the book and yeah. and all that stuff. And so there's going to be an ad in I know. Here so like that, I, you know what? You don't have to do anything. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. Yeah, don't do anything. Don't do anything. If you loved it, just like smile. If you've already ordered the book, just cancel it right now. <laughs> Stop. What? That's no. what I thought you were saying. No, Go, but just, I don't want to ask them to like screenshot. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style I think it's a good book. Yeah, don't worry about the podcast. I mean, whatever. I love you guys. Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) But but subscribe. (laughs) 